Hey there, I'm Herb. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Undead, The Cold Hearth Truth. Uh, this one was with a guest, Juliana. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, about energy, narcissism, the start of the Age of Aquarius, uh, the ego, the soul. Many things came to, uh, came to discussion. The music you hear in the background is from Flo. As always, you can find his information in the description down below. And I hope you enjoy. I'm here with Juliana again. We're just going to talk about the last month basically so i guess the start of this year and whatever happens with the energies and manipulation and just changes anything that comes up so how are you i mean we already talked about it but just we'll see how it flows great, thank you. yeah how are you doing i'm good too i mean i know we're both good but energetically been through quite an adventure haven't we it has been it's been hell of an adventure since you and i crossed paths Mm, yeah, that's one way of yeah. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so much ups and downs. There's wild energies, low energies. We had our downtimes. We had our chaos. I even had my chaos. I already shared it. And it wasn't like too chaotic. It was more like my own demons I had to battle and my own thoughts. And we all had them because for some reason after December 21st, it was like just a roller coaster of everything people some people couldn't ground some people lost themselves in a whole energetic i guess uprise i would say something like that yeah <laughs> how do you feel how's it going yeah mm. well same really like well just start there then i guess the 21st was when the age of aquarius started right i mean people debate on when it was but there's like four different dates going around and they were all last year so basically last year but if you have a cycle of 24 to 27,000 years I guess you know being within one year is reasonable <laughs> so uh, it's very obvious to me that it was the 21st because after the December 21st as I described it another time was like all the energies were there anyway from Pisces and Aquarius both those ages but Aquarius is really about you know actually doing something instead of just talking about shit so i really felt like all of those energies that came together last year and were really brought to the surface were really like put to fire when that happened and then we met people and i met you a bit afterwards and then those full moons but then when january started shit really started to like you said coming out of people i mean you said didn't say like that but you just see the true nature of people now i guess yeah, because they can't control it anymore. We can only hide ourselves for so long. And we're, we're met with energies like that. And we haven't practiced the time to reflect and think. We end up losing ourselves. Um, all these energies, we start putting them on other people. Like I told you, um, I do have every now and then those thoughts that come to me and say, okay, these people are going to do this. And these people are this and this. But I, in my belief is that it's our responsibility to take control of these feelings and try to decipher them say okay is this it and get to the bottom root cause of it and know whether it's really you or the energies that are messing with you because not everything we think is really ours so a lot of people in this time did lose themselves and they took the feelings the projections that they have and they started putting it on others instead of reflecting and saying 
this is actually me this is who i am and this is something i need to focus on i noticed a lot of people and what they did is okay you guys are being too chaotic for me so i'm gonna follow everybody unfollow everyone and you're like okay oh you guys are too much on me i'm just gonna go into my this and it's like i understand we all have healing and stuff but then the main thing is worrying as well about other people's feelings because how would you feel if i come to you and say you know what her you're talking way too much and you're throwing all this in my way and i could i just can't handle you right now so i'm just gonna need to heal me and i'll get back to you by that time you're already hurt and you'll be like i thought we were friends we can communicate we can talk i didn't know that so it's like me trying to heal me but i'm hurting you right and that's what happened a lot of times here that they didn't recognize that you need to take care of others as much as you take care of yourself they went into me mode right away so these energies made them focus on me and from then it just got worse that's Definitely. what it was my observation again. <laughs> no i agree with that observation and i had a thought but i kind of lost it but you were talking about control my mind is in such a weird space today and um i was reading with uh, the law of one and they were like it's not as much about control in the sense that most people think about control when you say that word because when you say control they really feel like you know you gotta stare it all and if something happens which you don't like you gotta push it away or thoughts or impulses and they were like i mean in a sense you control yourself but only if what you are about to do is gonna infringe on the law of one and for people who don't know what the law of one is well basically the only way to infringe upon the law of one is to do something without empathy against another being's free will so it's not that hard to not go against that but it can happen that you get an impulse or a thought or something that would be negative in a way towards another being so that's the only way they say you should control yourself to stop what you're trying to do because you're perfect no matter what always because yeah. there's no good or bad so whatever it is that you're going through is all right so they said it's not about controlling it's about accept acceptance of self forgiveness of self and the direction of will and they can't do that some people just can't accept themselves they can't accept other people's happiness and for them yeah we miss misuse the word control because control is an illusion in my opinion anyways we don't have control over anything realistically not really but when i say they try to control other beings in a sense it's manipulating them yes controlling what steps they are going to do next so for example someone wants me not to be in a certain circle or not to talk to a certain person they're gonna go behind the scenes and then try to talk and try to do their ways and whatever it is that they want to do it always comes from negative intentions because you don't like that person to begin yeah. with so you want to control the surroundings of how people view them how people see them how people treat them you don't like and it makes you feel control that i can manipulate this person's head to think this way and that is control but realistically it's all an illusion and all the truth comes out regardless and i also have a big thing whereas we lose control of ourselves we feel the need to control others yeah oh i agree with that but that comes to what you just said them manipulating others and then we come to narcissism as well which kind of plays in with 
being an energy vampire, we're just gonna go all over the place with this episode, but I guess it will make sense for people. But what you just said about manipulating <laughs> others <laughs> is that it's kind of the... Uh, I mean, there were four different types of narcissists, but one of them, and it doesn't... I want people to more think of this as energy vampires than narcissists, because a narcissist is also not a... Um, you can't really be diagnosed as a narcissist because it's not necessarily personality type, it's more of a trait. Many people can act as a narcissist, but it's not a... Like autism or whatever, that's not one in my opinion either, but... Anyway... Um, I'm, if I can give my opinion on that. We are all... Okay, so the world creates narcissists. That's what I know. This world, everything, the system, society, we create narcissists from a young age. We shape them to be narcissists. And realistically, every single one of us has a narcissistic trait. It, it serves doesn't mean we are narcissists. Yeah, so every one of us has a narcissistic trait. It doesn't matter. I have narcissistic traits. You do. Everyone does. We just have to accept that. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, not everyone is a narcissist. Narcissists are just way too dark and way too me. And I will take everything I can. But we can go back to energy vampires. <laughs> I mean, no, it's the same thing. It's just that I call it that now because what they do is... Uh, well, they do many things. This is why before we so started many. recording, I said I was starting to take notes and then... The notes had notes, which created more notes, so we're going all over we the place. But narcissists, energy vampires, what they do is, like you just said, and they use service to self, because service to self is also love, to yeah. understand for people, like, you come here from source as a soul, and you can go one way or the other way back to source, positive or negative, which are both love, but one of them mm -hmm. is service to self and one of them is service to others, but you always use a balance of both. But then it gets complicated again. But they use service to self. And then through narcissism, it looks like they sometimes do service to others. Because then if you have one of these types, the communal narcissist, which is just one of these people that always shows themselves really proud. Like, oh my God, look at me. I'm going to help the homeless today, but full of makeup. Or if it's a guy, like really, you know, pushed up. And that's not to help others it's to help their own ego and then you have this other yeah. type we just discussed that literally feeds that's the worst type is the malig the malignant narcissist which literally goes about and feeds on the destruction of other people but yeah. if you look at this and it's energy vampires they do the same thing they yeah. feed on the destruction or negative emotions from other people and all you have to do is stop interacting with them or tell them no but what happens when you tell them no Oh, everything breaks loose. It's like they don't know what no means. It's like, how dare you say no to me? And I call those like also uh, covert narcissists, I believe. Mm. That's my way of saying it. Well, they do have it, but I like to say that. Yeah. Because in front of people, they're the sweetest and the most amazing and the kindest and the most loving people, you know? But then as soon as you get close to them, you start seeing how manipulative they are, how evil they are. Like everything they do is not really for you okay let's say Seductive. they bring you yeah so let's say they bring you um a piece of breakfast or like let's say they bring you breakfast that breakfast comes with a price yeah you know because if you say no that breakfast will be thrown in your face and be like but i make you breakfast in the morning right. and you're like okay it does did <laughs> i ask did that out of free will, right it's like you did it out of free will so why do i have to owe you anything Exactly. And that's why I say no expectations, no demands, just do out of the good of your heart. But we tend to fall a lot because people like us, 
we're very light and just like you said a moth attracted to the light they find us because they need that light to me real narcissists have managed to disconnect from source that's how i see it it's they shut off this part of them and they choose and it's not like they're children like 15 year old who just is a narcissist and no they can change they can heal they can get back the connection it takes a lot of work a lot of hard work and dedication and that's only if they're serious about it but narcissists they do really disconnect from source so that means they won't even be aware of their narcissism they won't even ask if they're a narcissist they won't even look into any traits because to them i am a god i am everything that i am you need to bow down you need to do all i say because i know i'm righteous and i know i'm good but behind the scenes it's like okay you're really not the greatest person because you're doing all of this for your ego for your betterment because you want something out of this yeah covert narcissists are some of the worst in my opinion they are indeed because they they play so sneaky well i've just oh. been reading on this a lot just before we started because i knew this was going to be about this and basically they were like you have the grandiose narcissist which is like a politician and movie stars and stuff like that like they they don't they're not as they ne as negative as the malignant one so they they don't go as far because they still yeah. care a bit about hurting others they know that they're doing that the the other one just doesn't give a shit then the communal one is what we just said and you said is the vulnerable vulnerable one the covert one it's kind of like the grandiose one but without the uh like instead of them saying that they are the best they want to hear it from others like all some, the time uh, some you other need people. to tell them yeah they love the acknowledgement and appreciation and gratification and anything they do they they need someone to be like yeah you did amazing you know yeah, and exactly. if you don't they get mad well that's why it also plays in again with the energy it's just basically a theft of energy because what you say makes a lot of sense that they are more disconnected from source because in my opinion if you look at these different levels of bodies that we have like the emotional body the mental body physical body spiritual body what they basically do is they get stuck in service to self which is always or almost always external and not internal because you don't search internally because otherwise you wouldn't do service to self to that extent yeah. And thus, they steal other people's energies because they yeah. don't have their own, because they're not as connected to the source. Because why would you go about stealing other people's energies if you were happy with your own? Exactly. And then they put these thoughts in people's heads too, I have to admit that, because that's how they steal it. Because they come close enough to trust you and be like, okay, you can open up to me because I'm just a really good person and I'm only here for you. When realistically, the more you open up, the more they're getting that off you and then instead of <clears throat> adding positivity to make you feel better they're just sucking it all out any good that you have in you any good intentions or anything good that you have they suck it out and they copy that's yeah. a big thing that they do they imitate you so they keep you on the side beside them so they can take your energy because in my opinion is we have direct energy from source like you and I and I've noticed a lot of people the minute that we feel like <clears throat> we're running out of feels or we're going back into this dark mode, we take a moment back and then we re-energize by ourselves 
whether it's grounding ways, going out for a walk or music or however a person, meditation, however a person feels, we can self-re-energize. Yes. They don't have that. They needed all the people who self-energize. So they keep you right next to them, feed off you, and then copy you because everything they say to you that you are, I realize that's actually them. And everything they pretend to, pretend to be is actually you. Yeah. So to me, it was like, I've been through this. I've already <laughs> went through it. Not with like recently, it was just long ago. I did go through it. And I always say I was a shell of the person I used to be. I say that because they actually drain you to the very core of you. They drain everything you ever have. And then you become lost in this mental chaos where you're like, who am I? What yes. am I doing here? Like, am I really this person? No, I'm such a shitty person, this and this and that. And you can tell when you meet a narcissist or a covert narcissist, because in my opinion, when we meet people, we fill each other up. We exchange energies. We provide each other what each other is missing. And it's beautiful. You leave fulfilled with certain beings. But then with a the narcissist, it always leaves you drained. It always leaves you like hopeless and drained. And, and you're just like, like, what am I getting out of it? But then they keep you in that because they make you feel like you need them. When realistically, you don't need anyone. They need you more than you ever need them. Why I can't you feel a bit guilty <laughs> sometimes. Why? No, Why? if you leave them. I mean, sometimes with some of these narcissists, you feel guilty for leaving them because you see the light in them, so you want to help, but you kind of know that yeah. it's not working, yet you stick around, me at least, I don't know. <laughs> that's how we keep getting burned, trust mm -hmm. me, I know, and that's the thing, and we still do it, we say that we're yeah. done with them, and let's be real with ourselves, we're not, no. we're never going to be done with them. Because there's something inside us that keeps going after them and we're like, there is a light in you and I want you to see that light. As much as I see that light, I need you to see it. But they take advantage of that. So meanwhile, we're like here saying, you know what, I'll give you some of the light and let's exchange energies and I'll help you. By the time you're done, they'll give you everything you want. They'll say anything you want. They'll get to your heart and everything. But then by the time you're done, it's like, what? What did you just do? Yeah, and then exactly. they leave you screwed over anyways and then by the end of it you're like sitting there and you're like why did i do this but then again being the empaths that we are we jump right back in to the next person that we see needs help next in line <laughs> yes next. <laughs> true who is the next number well it is that's i guess for a lot of us lesson as well in the beginning of this year that just as much as it is for someone who does service to self that they shouldn't fuck around with someone else's free will even though we are here to help people, we can only help the ones that want help. So yeah, we can run into someone and then trying to be like, okay, I want to help you. Well, you don't literally always say it like that, but you notice yeah. at some point that someone doesn't want your help. Then you staying yeah. around only either destroys your own frequency or you kind of, instead of helping them, only make it worse for them. Because you are sort yeah. of infringing upon their free will if you keep forcing your help upon someone. But then also we do create distortions in people sometimes, like I said, where projections. So some people, we come across them and they have all these projections and opinions and, and judgments of us. So getting close to them will only add to that chaos. Yeah. So whatever they feel and think, they'll blame it on you and then they'll refuse to fix it within themselves. 
So some people, you just, we have to understand that we have to leave them alone. And above all else, for me, it's free will. It's everyone's choice. You don't manipulate them. You don't do any of that. Free will above all else. Yes, no, I agree. want to help, they want to help. Because we, me and you have come across many people too, where they come to you and they're like, okay, so how do I... Okay, I was gonna say, we did free. Yeah, well, you were talking, what were you saying? About... <sighs> <laughs> this is always so much fun. <laughs> you lose your train of thought. My opinions come and go. Yeah. Um, we were saying something about... Oh, that um, they ask you for stuff. Oh, yeah, free will. Yeah, um, they yeah. come to you, they ask you for advice, they ask you for opinions, and you honestly speak to them from your experience and what you've been through, but they block everything. And they're like, no, that doesn't work. No, I'm, no, 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 no. And you're like, okay, then I run out of options. I don't <laughs> know how to tell you and what to tell you. If you're not even trying anything and you're just telling me, no, then just do it yourself. And you can tell the difference between those who actually want to help, want help, and those ones who just come there because you're trying to kill your time. Hmm. Arguing, kill your time, feel some way, take energy. Mostly the last one, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they only take when we start to respond. I, I do that too. Yeah. Though. Like it's like some people, which kind of I don't want to say annoys me because it doesn't annoy me because I really understand. Oh, a lot of but, things annoy me. Well, I mean they kind of do, but it's not like back in the day where you actually got triggered or annoyed. It's just like, but many people. It's a nuisance. It's more of a nuisance. Like yeah. a fly that comes to you and you're mm. like, let me just let <laughs> right, me just, just go. <laughs> <laughs> Like many people think that it's for for us, it's simple because we talk about it a lot. But like we go through the same shit and just on different levels. I saw you commenting earlier on the someone who was talking about awakening stages or cycles. And I always call them cycles because they always repeat. Even the awakening one, the very first one, that one repeats yeah. as well. I mean, you just awaken oh, to different nice. things. So yeah. we go through the same stuff. It's just that because you, you know, hopefully learn over time you deal with it in a different way and if you don't yeah. then you're gonna get the same cycle and you're gonna notice as well because you see that you do the exact same things as another cycle but in a different expression so you know that you didn't really make any progress actually goes with one of my favorite sayings is insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results so the lessons always recycle mm. Yes. No matter how many, we repeat them. For me, I I was stuck in a cycle for years. Years. Until I learned. Cycles, not just one. Until I learned. And then the awakening, I always say it happened to me in 2012. Hmm. And then it happened to me again around 2014, 15. And then again it happened in about 2018. Because... I was dragged away from my path a couple of times. I got distracted and I got into the real world. And even though I knew all I know and I still lived the way that I live, which is my way of being and my way of life, which is giving love, there were so many lessons that I needed to learn out there. And that's why I was brought out there and distracted yeah. from my path because I needed to learn those lessons. I needed to go with these people and understand everything. Because before, maybe we were like, not noticing maybe the first time it came the second time it came we didn't notice but then by the time it's third or fourth and you're like okay i'm starting to see the patterns i'm starting to see what i'm doing wrong and it's all about self-reflection and you change it from there 
I repeated so many lessons over and over and I got broken down and destroyed and I found my way out. That's the beautiful you thing is that we're here now and we're going way deeper and being even more than before. Because even though everyone says COVID is the worst, for me, COVID has been the best because it dragged me out of my real world. I was so into um, society, not so into society, because I still never really liked society, but I learned how to adapt, how to go right. on about and kind of protect me <clears throat> and put myself in a shell and hide myself from these people because I knew that I wouldn't be accepted out there. So I adapted to the life out there still in my own being. But then when COVID hit, I literally was in Vegas, by the way. I just came back from Vegas. It was like the end of February, beginning of March, mm. and everything shut down. <laughs> so for me, the way that I saw that reflecting on that is that nature was like, did you have your fun? Yeah, I'm glad you did. Come back in. <laughs> and then all of 2020 from beginning to end was just like beautiful for me. I know that a lot of people didn't like it. But it was beautiful because the expectations of society, the demands of society, everything just stopped right. for once in our lifetime. This is the first time in our lifetime that we were able to just stop and think and breathe and look around. You know, we were so busy in our world. So a lot of us did also. I noticed a lot of people come into spiritual Twitter in 2020. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. So we were all brought back here together. So cycles, learn them the first time or else we will keep going and you'll end up a wounded, hurt ass motherfucker like me. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope eventually <laughs> it stops hurting, but no, it, the thing is the pain has stopped being about me now and it's become more like I'm in for the world. Right. Because everything that we went through and everything we've gone through other people are going through it and some people are going way worse than we ever could imagine. So just thinking about that now it's more like we're taking on the suffering of the world and we're feeling it for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, many people are always like, why did they have such a fucked up childhood or this or that? And like you say, there's always someone who has it worse, but you go through that, especially people like us who are here to help others. So you don't just talk because you've read it in a book. But because you've experienced it similar or literally the same, so you know. And if you don't know but it's similar, because you've been there, you can really put yourself there. And we can anyway, because a sensitive empath can do that. Like, I can feel exactly what you are feeling right now, and what we always do. But back in the day, that used to confuse you, because you're like, what am I, what's going on, right? So we use all of these skills and things in order to actually help people. Because it's way better to talk also, with someone who knows than someone who says they have seen it on television somewhere. Yeah, honestly, because a lot of people, it's not a cookie cutter. It's not one solution for every person and every situation that's the same. Every person is different. Every situation is a little different. It needs a little, it, it needs different approaches. Right, for sure, perspectives, that's that kind of thing. And we've been through them. I can also say that I'm not an expert at anything. This is just us speaking from experiences. Right. I'm a poet. I'm yeah, a poet. I saw okay. that. I'm just sharing how I live, so I don't know. But that's many people don't believe that, though. And 
I mean, it's for some people, obviously, what we talk about is really out there, I guess. It sounds mm -hmm. woo-woo. I always say like, it sounds woo-woo because it does to many people. But if you just yeah. know, just knowing these things helps you live your life in a better way. But many don't want yeah. to know because if you know and you do something, then you see what you are doing is either good or bad, positive or negative. So you can't really be ignorant anymore. Yeah. Oh, they choose to. Some people choose. Oh, they do. But the more you know, the more you see that, like, you eventually you just can't do it anymore because you know too much about the effects of what you're doing. Yeah. For me, it's a lot of harsh truths. I know you probably heard me say harsh truths a lot because I love them. I love harsh truths. I've said so many to myself. It's in the name so of like... the podcast. Hmm? <laughs> it's in the name of the podcast. Harsh truths. Yeah, harsh truths because some things we refuse to tell ourselves because they're so harsh on us and we don't want to feel some way about it so we put it off and realistically if we put those off we're constantly hurting ourselves more than anything else because we need to heal i find a lot of us in this world who have suffered who have gone through a lot what we say is that i've had enough i'm done with this i need to pull me out of here and we do it because we want to we're tired of being in that place and then with those experiences it taught us a lot because with ego we understand how that one person was working mainly on ego and how other people mainly work on soul like us and then we're like okay we can't do this because if i work on ego i'm hurting so many people if i'm working on soul i'm hurting me so where can i find the middle ground where ego and soul can work together to create not only an amazing experience for me but an amazing experience in life for everyone else everyone says spirituality this spirituality that spirituality is not a label it's a way of life it's thinking about other beings it's your it's the way you are just become you know mm. and so many people with ego since we're talking about ego <laughs> <laughs> in the spiritual world they think they can just put spiritual on it and feel some way about it realistically my opinion tarot and aliens is not spiritual that's just wisdom ancient knowledge whatever yeah. you want to call it it's part of it it is a part of it but that's not it oh, vegan diet <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> those aren't spirituality those are ego driven everything is like okay I feel good because i'm not eating animals <laughs> we're part of nature we're part of nature i'm not saying go and kill a different animal every day and torture them and eat them i'm saying you know what if your soul wants to taste meat every now and then do it we're carnivores mm. there's nothing wrong with that we decided to take ourselves out of nature to the point where it's become i'm better the nature i'm better than everyone else therefore i'm gonna i'm gonna go into my vegan diet and i'm gonna go into this and i'm gonna go tell others of what i know but realistically i'm gonna throw everything out in the garbage which is caring about other people helping other people making the world a more beautiful place just the way of being but yeah ego never kill it work with it <laughs> I agree. What you say is so true though, because um, you can have all the techniques you want and still be the most shitty person in the world. And you could meet someone else who doesn't do shit, technically, 
like with techniques or practices or rituals, whatever you want to name it, and has a purer consciousness than you, even though you are, you know, like what you say spiritually, being spiritual is not waking up in the morning and being like, oh shit, I have to do my meditation now and I have to do my journaling because otherwise I'm not spiritual. And then if they forget about it once or whatever, they feel guilt and this and that. So all they're doing is like, okay, I looked at my life. My life be pretty shitty. I'm not gonna lie. So if I just apply or take away this practice and I apply this, then it's good. Yes, but it's not about that. It's not about any of that. It's just about you recognizing that whatever it is you're doing, no matter good or bad, is part of you. And what you say, the ego as well, you don't kill the ego, but you recognize that you aren't the ego and that there's a deeper dimension to life. And then you start to live from that. In my opinion, spirituality is just everything you said, but just recognizing that instead of this dimension in the mind, you have this deeper spiritual dimension, which is the soul. So everything out here is fundamentally, first of all, being created in the mind. You just get signals and then it gets created here. So underlying, there's something else. And that something else is what people call being spiritual, tapping into that something else. But yeah, it's just being and not, not here, but the actual world. <laughs> so the way I believe is that we can be in a constant meditative state. And that's what I believe I've been doing for a long time, which has oh, become so. in a constant meditative. So I'm not going to sit down and go into meditation. Okay, it's 10 in the morning. I need my morning meditation. <laughs> because some people actually plan it like that. And you're like, okay, and no judgment. They can do however that makes them tap into the source and their soul. But for me, it's more like how I feel. And that's yes. why I always push feels because your feels is your inner being trying to tell you something we pick up on so many more things that our brain and other things can't comprehend mm -hmm. so your feelings the minute you feel it you kind of like try to figure it out so the way that i realize in my spirituality and way of being is that i'm in constant meditative state that's how i am there's no thoughts in my head i try to clear all thoughts in my head and many people go on like okay what am i gonna what am i gonna do today i have this and this and this and this and this and this and that and then they go on about their day and then they look and there's so many thoughts like they look at a person and they're like that person's weird that person's this this food is this that and there's so many judgments and opinions that it's blocking so many messages to come in but when you clear your mind and you're just in a constant meditative state where you're walking around and your mind is just an observing that's all it is that's that's what we are we're hu we're souls in a human body we came here to experience the material world my belief so why not experience it fully and all these distractions put us in that stage which is feed the ego narcissists and the way that the world treats us and raises us it makes us mess that part it doesn't even matter about fluoride to be honest I really don't care. It's not about fluoride. It's not about any of that. Yeah, they tried, but it doesn't matter because as long as they make you feel like they got you, it's going to happen. It's about belief. It's the belief. It really is because if you believe that it's blocked, it's blocked. Mm -hmm. You know, if you believe that no matter what happens, these people can get to me, it's not because there's so much more that goes on in our mind and we're more powerful than we are led to believe. And the fact that we are 
constantly believing that it's these things that are creating it. We're going to get rid of all the fluoride and all this and having to vegan diets and going to that world. But then our pineal gland is still blocked because we're not actually meditating. We're not in a meditative state and we're still having a human experience, meaning observe, don't judge, don't anything. For me, all I know is that this is my first time. I'm taking the way I take it is that this is my first time on planet Earth. And my soul is here for an experience. Enjoy the experience fully and don't let your mind be so clogged up with thoughts and judgments and stuff. Allow it to just receive whatever it is. Be in a constant meditative state, whether you're up, sleeping, whatever it is. Be there. Be an observer. That's the best way to go on about this. You're the first one who actually said that as well, about always being in a meditative state. And... um, also about feeling that you've been here for the first time. I feel that too, this place is really, really fucking weird. But, um, <laughs> I'm just being honest. But with that constant meditative state, it's what you say, a lot of people like schedule everything. And I mean, do whatever you want. But for me, that really blocks flow. Because the more you plan and then the, the time's there, most of the time you don't even want to do it anymore. You, you wanted to do when you planned, but when the time comes, you either want to do something else or whatever. And indeed, if your head is full of these thoughts and things, you can't hear the messages. But I'm not going to repeat everything you said, because that's pointless. I agree. But with the constant meditative state... So <laughs> it's just a... What is it, really? I think it is because your overall state of awareness is consistently simultaneously deeper and higher than it was before because what you do when you meditate is you clear the mind because you oh, you don't do anything but that's the point and people think what do you do when you meditate well you don't do anything that's the whole point of it you don't try to do anything you just sit there and be and you still get thoughts and then they pop up and you just let them go and the more you do that because consciousness is like a muscle so the more you train yourself to do these things in a day-to-day basis the more like the better you get at it so eventually you don't have to go sit down in order to get to that state because that is your normal state and then you can still sometimes sit down and meditate but you do it for different reasons like i still do it sometimes but really only if i feel like i doing it and most of the time it's to try to figure something out because if you want to figure something out you just go sit there you just go into your consciousness and you just see what it is that you're trying to do and then then it comes the story of trying to get what's in here out there, which is a whole different story. But that's trying what we're trying to achieve, I guess, to constantly be in that state you talked about. What I believe, actually, I've came across this piece of information, and this is also... I'm saying this because you brought up a great point, and I thought maybe it would be a benefit for whoever is listening to this. That meditation is not just about closing your eyes. Um, across my journey, closing eyes and meditating that way is kind of like practice. That's what it is. Some people, when they close their eyes in meditation, they get distracted. Some people, a lot of people that close their eyes is to not get distracted. That's the whole point of closing your eyes and meditating is so your mind and eyes and everything is not wandering off so you can focus on it. 
However, when you start doing that naturally and like you start getting the hang of it, you can meditate with your eyes open. Like mm. mostly I think those are powerful meditation because it doesn't matter what you see, you're still not distracted because you're meditating and it's a walking meditation. You're awake and awakened meditation. So when people tell, like, I have heard a lot of people say, no, you have to sit down and close your eyes. <laughs> and this is for the people who didn't, who feel like they can't do it. You really don't. No. You don't have to close your eyes. You can even sit down, look outside the window and just stare into nothing. And that's meditation right there. In my opinion, honestly. No, fully. A lot of people also say that golf is a form of meditation, not just golf, but, but it basically is. It will make more sense in a second. <laughs> Starting about the gold randomly, but you're basically <laughs> see your face like what the fuck is gold? Anyway, no, no. meditation. <laughs> meditation is just the strengthening of your will because your will is your focus. Your focus is your awareness, and what you're doing when you're in meditation, or well, what I'm also doing right now, is just singular focus. And normally we have all these things going on, which takes away bandwidth from your mind, thus you have less powerful manifestations and focus and will. And with meditation, you can train yourself to completely be focused on what it is that you are doing, both consciously and physically. And if you do it with your eyes open, it's easier to do it in both dimensions, because you are in both dimensions. And then with the eyes closed, it's like practice indeed, but the, the goal is to just always be fully in the present moment. And the present moment is where you physically are, because, you know, you can think about being somewhere else, but your body is still here. Yeah. So you can meditate with anything and with golf or something that you do physically as well. It helps because you put your physical body into some sort of rhythm. So it helps you to focus your mental rhythm on that and then, you know, close off everything else. You don't close it off, but so to speak. I was going to also say, but I forgot, so what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Because we were talking about ego and all that, and I'm trying to like stay on what we initially talked about. Yeah, well, then we the went whole, to... The whole, I need to do this, this, this is ego. I want this, this, this is soul, you know? Like, so I want is more like soul. I need and have to is it's ego. But then when you find in the middle, it's yourself coming into middle grounds. So you don't have to close your eyes if you meditate. You don't have to go vegan. You don't have to do anything that anyone tells you. The only thing that you have to do is what feels right deep inside. And each person has their own thing. Yeah. Don't kill your ego either. <laughs> Please don't kill your ego. It's going to come back and kill everyone around you. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to fight it, it's going to fight back. So yeah, and hard as well. And the harder you fight it, the harder it gets back. I mean, we can talk about soul and ego more, I guess, because um, and connections and things. Because, like you say, the soul is like uh, the ego always wants or needs things, and it's like attachments and anything. But it always gets so paradoxical. Or paradoxical. Everything is connected anyway, on a deeper level. But what I was like, hmm? sorry, I'm talking about ego. If you want to feed ego. Feed it good things. That's it. Just yeah. instead of saying, I'm going to put you down for my ego to feel better. How about I'm going to give you all the love I can I can give you right now and give you the support that you need. And that feeds my ego. And ego will be happy. It will be it like, does. oh shit, you're such a good person. And your ego is like feeding you good things. 
So feed the ego good things and it will feed you with good things. Feed it bad things and it will do bad things. I'm so sorry. I know I cut you off. So back to what you were no, saying. No, no. You can say whatever you want to say. I'm just also trying to like somehow steer this conversation somewhere. I mean, we're just talking, so it's all good. But Flowing. Talking to you is always good. It's always fun. Um, well, what I wanted to touch on, and I agree with what you said, but like ego soul is that um, and coming back to these energy vampires and narcissists and anything is to find the soul you have to go within uh, you could say to find the ego you also have to go within because it's in your head but most people know that we stroke the ego somewhere on the outside or somebody else does it for you and um, we were not really talking about attachments and things in this, ep this episode but earlier and in my opinion there's always attachments because you're never not nothing is separated but the thing with the ego is that it attaches through the physical dimension with energetic cords, which is very disruptive because their underlying energetic connections are also there. So you're kind of like trying to get a connection through the already compressed version of something because this physical world is already a compressed translation of the underlying energy. So instead of going within and going to that connection, People go through the ego and try to connect here, but there's so much interference and things and it gets out of balance. And I kind of lost what I was going with this, but that's kind of how Beautiful. I see it. Because <laughs> we still connect and other people as well, yeah. right? Because yeah. we talk about detachment and then people like, yeah, look at you too, you're not detached. And it's like, no, we're not, but it's not a needy basis of, oh, I want something from you or this or that. No, you have a connection because the soul connects. I think detachment is I'm glad you brought this up. For me, I talk about this all the time. They're always like, oh, you can't detach. But realistically, you can have a detached experience. <clears throat> How else are you going to enjoy this human experience? You can't attach yourself to everything. It's the attachments that create all the hurt and the ego and the control and everything. It's when you attach yourself to things. And my belief is that everything is an experience. It's either here for a moment or a lifetime. When you attach, like me and you, if something happened between me and you, and then I told you this before, you tell me, you know what, Juliana, I don't want you around me anymore. I think you're just whatever. I'm not going to swear on a video. You're just an ass. I need you to like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, but I still want that connection with you. I'm not going to attach myself and be like, no, 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 her, please, please. Like we need to be friends and I will do anything and this and this and that. I would actually be like, you know what? If that's what you feel, that's fine. I'm not going to attach myself to you. If that's what you feel like you need right now and I'm bringing you any emotions or negativity and you strongly feel that, that's your free will, I will accept that and I will walk away. Will I get hurt? Yeah, I'm human. Will I cry? Maybe. Yeah, I'm human. Will I feel my emotions? Yes, I will, because I enjoy whether I cry, I laugh, I enjoy every single thing. Like, I'd be crying and I'm just like, let me add some more things to cry about because it feels so good. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, when you do it, you gotta do it all the way. No, I yeah, fully agree with what... that, though, because it's very true. But what you're basically doing is you're connecting to the deeper dimension and not this one. So you're, yeah, you're because... detached from the ego and attached with the soul. Yeah. And if you feel like your soul is like, I am, this experience is done for me, it's going to add 
more harm. And this is another thing the universe does is that when we hold on to attachments and attach ourselves and when it's time to go and the time is up, we can't hold on anymore. We have to learn to let go because the more we hold on, the more it hurts. I don't know if you saw this one picture. It's actually popular on the internet, Twitter man, where it's like this person holding on to a rope and the rope is squeezing the arm and it, it wants something like, how did it go? Um, sometimes letting go is easier than holding on oh, because yeah. the rope is like, it has this weight, I guess, and it's squeezing the hand and it looks like it's about to pull the hand off. But those are the attachments that we're placing on other people and ourselves. We shouldn't have those attachments. Yes, we can be attached and care about them, but let them go. Let them come and go. Let everything just flow as it should be. I know, definitely. I'm not a heartless person. Trust me, I'm detached in an attached way, in a loving way. Yeah, I mean, people just think that when you're detached, you don't feel anything. But if you live from the soul, you only feel more because it's way deeper yeah. and it's way stronger. Just like you say, if something is over, it's over. Because if you do hold on, you either hurt yourself or you break your own progress. It's not yeah. linear anyway, your progress, so you can also bounce back. But many people, it's like you put an anchor on your feet and you're swimming in the sea. So it's kind of stupid. Exactly. <laughs> you don't really realize. And the universe will only make it. Yeah, and it only gets worse. It does not. And that's one of the lessons that the universe is teaching you. And they don't realize that that, that lesson is the attachment lesson, the detachment lesson. And it's going to keep happening until you learn to detach and allow everything to come and go as it is. Yes, I mean, and like you said, you can still feel like shit. I mean, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> it's just, you shouldn't yeah. infringe on the other person's free will. Something else I kind of want to touch on really, since we're, we talked about service to self, service to others, it just kind of jumps, but it's still about soul and ego. Cause, um, and it also spilled, plays back into relationships and things, cause people always go so fast. The yeah. ego always wants really fast gratification. It wants the results and immediately, if possible, yesterday. Now the soul is not really about that. First of all, the soul doesn't even know about time and space. Not like we do, so it doesn't really care either. But one thing that's really noticeable between service to self and service to others, or just narcissists or people with my empathy, is that people with service to others always want to hitchhike or jump ahead with progress or healing or things like that. So they try to, like you said earlier, come to someone, ask them what to do, and then expect that if they do that certain thing, it instantly levels them up or whatever. But service to self or others, I mean, isn't, it seems to be way slower because you're literally building everything yourself, the foundation, you're going through things, you fail. Sometimes you fall and you think you're falling, but you only fell so you could learn how to fly and all of these things. And you don't hitchhike because if you hitchhike, you skip things. So if you would say you meet someone, I don't think we were recording when we were talking about that yet, and you feel something for that person and you go really explosive, you miss so many things in that explosive phase and then that phase is over and then because basically people follow their emotions, which are not feelings, so they're not following intuition. And then these emotions cloud their judgment and that goes away and then they're like, wait, hold up. Who the fuck is this person? Right? <laughs> and then goes with a lot of things, but what do you think? No, 
I think we create, and we've talked about this before, we create expectations and demands. And like you just said, we get caught up in our own emotions and we don't think or take time to reflect. So we have all these expectations and all these conditions. We, an image that we put on of a being, whoever they are, whether they're a friend, family, or a lover, any connection, you have an image about them and how they are to be. And once that whole um, chaotic, I guess, stage of explosive emotions, once that passes, you start seeing each other. You start seeing the real person. And a lot of times it's not up to your expectations that you expected because you put yourself in those emotions. You allow those emotions to like take over and run wild. Because whenever I meet a person, I'm like, they seem amazing but they're also human so just like i am a human and i can be shitty at times they're human and they can be shitty at times i have faults therefore they have faults mm. so these explosive moments do happen with everybody but it's about us reeling ourselves in and trying not like you said don't overreact with emotions go with the feels not the emotions because they're not the same thing I feel like crying. That doesn't mean I'm sad, right? Yeah. No, exactly. And it's I like this feeling that someone looks at you, those kinds of things, that you know they're not emotions. Yeah. It's just feels. You gotta go with your feels, and we ruin a lot of things, to be honest with that. Our expectations of people, um, getting caught up with our emotions at the very beginning stages, not reflecting enough, not making the person out to being a god i guess whoever it is whether that a friend too. or something make, making them out to be like this picture perfect and it's like no come back down to reality just like we're all humans and we have our faults you have to accept and love those faults as well that's what it is for me like you, you go on in your emotions and got caught up but always remind yourself that they're also human so whenever you do see those negative traits understand that for each positive trait we have we have something negative mm. some of us work on them every single day and we try to make it better other times some people don't realize it but we're all human we're perfectly imperfect we are but like yeah. most of those things you just mentioned in my opinion and who the fuck am i only are there because of uh, <laughs> because of where um movies, television shows, like Princess and Prince and all these things, Princess. social media, yeah. like they make it out to be that it has to be perfect and that it has to be a certain way and like relationships are in a certain way, but it's all ego and it's all looks or manipulation. Yeah, it has so nothing to do with the relation. Yeah, we come here like a brand new soul. There's nothing there's no imprint that's why they say children are the purest and then we end up corrupting them as they grow up they are purest they're the closest to source but then as they grow up we keep adding all these things to them all these expectations how to be how to do how to be cynical how to be to think for you only um and then the hurt that we add to these children kind of shapes them to be that so eventually we all the world trains us to become that anyways, you know? But then when we're just on soul, that's the purest that it can be because soul is all love. That's how I feel it. And that's why soul gets hurt because soul knows love. 
and this world switches soul to ego because again this society is a mental side like mental shit show since we're born we're prompted to pretty much anything that we can think of just to distort our thoughts distort our way of being distort our humans yes. because they want the system not everyone wants the system i want it burned <laughs> yeah <laughs> get rid of it already no i agree and um to get it more clear to people to get to the law of one again they were uh, the, the blue Asians were like you have a um, you have the mind body spirit and the spirit let me think for a second you have the mind body spirit and they're all connected but the mind and the spirit and the mind and the body are not fixed the spirit and the and the body are fixed connected so obviously so you don't like it would be a bit messed up if your soul wasn't connected to the body anymore it's not very useful but the mind is different because you are not the mind you use the human mind when you're here but you are not like when you're there or whatever you want to name there you have a different kind of mind so they are connected but they are not stuck so everything that happens no. between the mind and the soul is like distortions that get in between now you can still get some kind yeah. of distortions between soul and or spirit and body but way differently because if that would be such a fluctuation it would not be good at all so that's just statically always there but these distortions yeah. between mind spirit and mind body they are what causing disease and they are what causing us not to see certain things because if you don't believe it you're never gonna see it it's really hard to see something when you don't believe it because that's how we create things i kind of lost where i was going but that connection is what fucks everything up it does it really does we are being taught to just go into body and material and this goes with like a lot of ancient wisdom too so i'm gonna give you a little something give it um so the stories go <laughs> the stories go is that way back then there are certain beings who chose to cut off the connection with source entirely and chose the material and the logic world mm. and they started thinking about the logic and the material and that's all they have and I'm not saying these beings are human, I'm just saying they're beings in the universe. Mm -hmm. They cut off that source completely. They chose material and then they decided to mess around with Earth. Again, just story. And then the system was created based on that. Is that we are going through logic only. We're only using the material. We don't we don't teach ourselves that fields are so much more they they say we have three brains, um, the heart, the mind, the gut. so the actual brain, the, the heart, and the gut. Yes. So we're always using the mind, but we're never taught to use the heart. We do tend to use the heart every now and then because, you know, love and all that stuff. Mm. But then we're told to dismiss our third brain. But the way to work with this is not that you're going to use your brain, you're going to use your heart, you're going to use your gut. You have to use all three of them to make it work because the unity of three is the bigger picture there are so many things out there that our brains can't pick up on but our gut can there are so many things that we can pick up on other people our heart can read it but other like our mind and gut wouldn't know so when you learn to make all three of them work all three of your brains work that's when we start seeing the most to the truth because you're keeping your connection to source 
but you're also dealing with the material as you were meant to we come here for the human physical experience so pretty much sorry again lost track of thoughts but <laughs> i keep having that yeah too. yeah so you just think of those you have to make them all work with you you can't just be like i'm gonna think logically and that's when people lose the connection to source and when they think too logically and dismiss everything else there's so many signs that we get through our gut through our heart that we dismiss and we're like oh whatever it's just like that like let's say your heart clenches you're just like oh that's weird some people will be like oh i have a heartburn <laughs> and you're like bro <laughs> not a hard burn go like figure something out like there's something going on you have to be aware of the entire body too it's not just logic and mind and thought well we are really being taught that if something goes or you feel something in the in the body you instantly go to the doctor right so they feel something like the heart yeah. and they're like oh my god and it's just something i agree though it's about balance basically you're yeah. just living in all of those worlds at the same time then what you were saying yeah and as you said that i was kind of thinking like um i mean i've done it too sort of back in the day not really but many are trying to like when they first awaken and they're like oh my god this world is not it they're trying to escape this world to the point where they are well they're not trying to commit suicide but they're kind of doing that in a spiritual way because they are not living their lives anymore and they are only in their it's, there's no balance yeah. so it's it's always yeah. very important to yes recognize that not everything is what they told you it is but you're still here you chose to be here so be here <laughs> and are not like running the other way because it's not helping anyone actually connects to this thing for me where they're like oh my god this world is shit this world is shit we hate it we hate it and they get stuck in there for so long and then we have spirituals like us we're like come let me show you like here here's my hand come let me show you the real side of what happens because to them the world is society mm. it's not society is a is a concept that we created and we got together and we're like this is what we're gonna do when the world ends i can guarantee you nothing will happen ever Okay, the world that they think is gonna end is the civilization. The civilization is not the world. No. The civilization is just like anything else we humans created, just like our man-made laws. Universe doesn't care about our man-made laws. No. You know, nature doesn't care about our society. If all of us disappear right now, nature is gonna grow, and then within a hundred years, two hundred years, our existence will almost be like insignificant, as if it never happened, because nature will reclaim that. So when they say society's gonna, sorry, the world's gonna end, they're thinking civilization's gonna end. But then again, civilizations went up, civilizations went down. We're not the first civilization to exist. No. There were many before us, and just like them, we will fall. And just like karmic lessons, until we learn, we will keep recycling the same lessons. So every civilization before us, we haven't learned the lessons. Are we gonna learn the lesson during the fall of this civilization? I hope you know, so. <laughs> and they're stuck in that logic of oh my god, the world is gonna end, and then they put themselves in that fear, and then ego kicks in and manipulations kick in because now they're going around manipulating people and lying to them and 
creating worse stories of what's actually happening and making it a lot worse so people can wake up. Not everyone's gonna wake up and just be at peace. The whole point of spirituality is finding inner peace, is get to your inner peace because the world shouldn't affect us. I know when this civilization falls, I hope soon, <laughs> I'm going into nature. I'm oh, not going too. straight to the city, you know, where everyone is going to be like, oh my God, civilization fell, we need to be safe. So they gather together in the city. With me, it's more like, I'm mm. going to just go as far away as possible the other way, because wherever there's so many unhealed humans who are full of fear and trying to survive, that's the last place you want to be in. So just go into nature and trust me, once you're in nature, you're not even going to go back. What civilization? I <laughs> what? I don't know if I told you a story. I went portaging. The first time I think it was that I went portaging, which is um, off grid. It was about five hours away from the city. The closest town is about, I think it was about an hour and a half drive. So there was no one around, just nature. And we get in the canoe and go from island to island to island. And I stayed, it was about a week there. And then when I came back, I was crying. Oh, really? I looked at society. I literally cried because when you're there, time stops to exist. And this was me at age 15 or something. I think it was 14, 15 years old. Time stops existing. Mm. The problems that you have in this world don't matter out there you start adapting so fast to nature it's crazy for me that within a day of me being in nature i'm already waking up at six in the morning i told you i'm not a morning person but then when i'm in nature i wake up at six in the morning and i sleep at like nine ten o'clock at night when the moon comes out so it's like the minute you take yourself out of here you realize how unimportant everything we have built is you'll realize how much all of this doesn't really matter. Your job doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. Nothing matters here at all. No. So when society falls, we're all free. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh, no, I really agree. I think, well, I don't think, I know. That's just because this is not in sync with us and nature is. So you adapt really yeah. fast if you're sensitive, which I know you are. So it's just everything there fits your being and here the concrete yeah. city and everything it's not it's just not designed for nature not at all it's not designed for us because the way that a, a soul grows in my opinion is that when it's surrounded by beauty and love it grows to have more beauty and love but then if you trap the soul in concrete jungle ugly stuff and um our architecture is called brutalism by mm. the way so for us to be surrounded by so much brutality <laughs> okay it makes us not want to anymore it makes us not look for the beautiful things in life because everything we see around us is just ugly so we're like the world is ugly but then we're hiding nature because if you step away from the concrete jungles and go into nature the real jungles you'll just be amazed one by one and then if you just walk in nature barefoot it's like Oh, to it's me. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. I just found a way to live. Like, I know I say I live in the city, but it's more like, it's not the dense city. Mm. Not in hardcore Toronto where their skyscrapers are everywhere. Mm. I can't do that if I live there. I'd suffocate. 
I have actually around me, which is like fields, some fields and houses, and I would say it's the suburbs. Mm, right. <laughs> I guess. I get that. You know, it's still the city. It's one of the main, like the main cities in here, but it still has more freedom and more space. But I'm blessed to live in Canada, obviously. I mean, <laughs> we yeah. We have all nature here. Jealous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gorgeous things. Let me see. Netherlands. I mean, you it's not have... that the Netherlands is ugly, but it's really flat, and I don't like flat. I like, um, well, whatever. And the sea is, I mean, I live oh. close to the sea, but, you know, go you walk in the sea. the sea. I'd rather just have woods and stuff like that. I mean, I can go to the sea, and then I'm sitting there on the boulevard, and I'm looking at the sea, and it's amazing, don't get me wrong, but then I'm just like, there's a forest and stuff as well, but it's not as big, and then it's like... Yeah, it's for us. In Canada, this is what I love about Canada, is that we have an ocean, a sea, we have the most lakes in the world, like, in Canada alone, all the lakes in the world combined are still less than the amount of lakes we have in Canada. We have so many forests, we have so much greenery, waterfalls, Right. we have mountains, it's and beautiful. we also have... I, I know everyone thinks Canada is actually really cold, which it is. It's freezing, but we do have our Vancouver, which is like our Mexico, <laughs> the warm. Nice. It's the warm place where it's like it doesn't snow. Well, it does some places in it, but it's mostly rains in there. So we still have our nice parts, but we have, I feel like Canada has a mix of everything. Mm, yeah. You should I come. You love it. Oh, I know I will. I mean, it's not that I hate the Netherlands. It's just that... I'm looking at the map right now, actually. I understand why you would say that. <laughs> because if you open... If you just look up Canada map, mm. you'll see so much green. Oh, yeah, and then you like, look at the Netherlands. So and then it's... <laughs> oh, yes. Like, you have this one corner, and it's like... Uh, what was the country? By the Germany. way, let's let's wait a minute. Let's just round off this podcast because we've been going for like an hour and ten minutes, and we'll definitely do another one if you want. Of course. We've had a lot of interesting really topics, so I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will continue next time because I have many ideas now to talk about. So we went kind of went all yeah. over the place, but I think it was fun. So, so much fun. Right. Love talking to you. Me too. Yeah.